Don't let your diagnosis define you. There are people out there who know exactly what you're going through. And when you join that community, there is just this super sense of family and love. It's just almost overwhelming at times. And it's great because you're not alone. What's up, lovely ladies? Dr. Emily Kybert here with Thyroid Strong Podcast. I am a chiropractor, a mama to Elvis in Brooklyn, and I have Hashimoto's, but it's currently in remission. On this podcast, I share simple, actionable steps with a little bit of tough love on how to lose that stubborn weight, get your energy and your life back, and finally learn how to work out without burning out, living with Hashimoto's. All right, ladies, this is a special one. We have Daniel Richards on the podcast today. She is a flight nurse working in the field of emergency medicine for the last 12 years. She loves traveling, outdoor activities, horseback riding, music, and reading books. In 2018, she had her first baby. Three months after her baby was born, she had to have her gallbladder removed due to gallstones and excruciating pain. Shortly after that, she began having debilitating exhaustion, depression, and a tough time connecting with her newborn baby. After a long struggle, she was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Placed on a medication regime and through personal research, she found Thyroid Strong, the six-week online workout program with me. And following my simple steps, she no longer experiences that extreme exhaustion and is able to be present for her family and her career. Danny Richards, welcome to Thyroid Strong Podcast. I'm super excited to have you on. You are a fellow thyroid strong woman who swings kettlebells and does all the things and you're in the medical system which is amazing. Can you tell me your journey getting diagnosed with Hashimoto's? I'd love to. It was very tragic. I had a child, found out we were pregnant, super excited, started having a little bit of trouble with my gallbladder there towards the end of the pregnancy. Didn't know it, thought it was early contractions. Had her, had the gallbladder taken out. Everything was tooting along. I got a terrible stomach virus and ended up drying up so no more breastfeeding. And then I had an IUD put in, which when I got pregnant with her, I had an IUD and then they took it out, had a baby. And I wanted to make sure we recovered again, hopefully, because obviously that 0.4% chance of not working. You are that woman. <laughs> Extra fertile. <laughs> so they tell me, why don't we put one in with hormones? Those usually work better. I had had the copper one. So I go and have that done. And I had taken oral birth control a long time ago, and it just never set well with me. I found myself depressed on it. I gained weight, just could never really regulate. So I quit taking it. Well, shortly after inserting the IUD, I started to have those feelings again. I wasn't connecting with my baby. I didn't care about anything. I was tired all of the time. I gained a lot of weight. I gained more weight after pregnancy than I did while pregnant. And so I chopped it up to the IUD. I went to my primary care physician or my OB and had the IUD removed. And while I was there, I tell her, so I've been having these feelings. I'm gaining a lot of weight and I returned back to work. I just can't seem to get into the swing of things. Like something feels wrong. And she said, well, are you depressed? And I said, well, that's a great question. 
Like depression manifests itself in so many different ways that I don't really know. And I'm in the medical field. Like, I have no idea what's going on with me right now. There's something wrong. She says, well, you just need to suck it up. You're a new mom. These are life-changing events. Just tighten the old belt and and you'll be fine. And this was how many months postpartum? This is almost a year. I think we were two weeks before Avery's first birthday. And I was like, okay, I'm just being a wimp. (laughs) A little while goes on, I think like three months, and I'm still just not one of my best friends growing up her dad committed suicide and like I was super close to the family growing up I was over at their house all the time and I just didn't care and that's not like me that to me was very alarming I went ahead and my best friend she said hey I go to this hormone specialist I think that you should try her and I said you know what at this point what have I got to lose nothing so I call I schedule an appointment she does a bunch of lab work I walk through the door and she's amazing She sits down and listens to my whole story. It's just a wonderful, amazing person. And she says, well, I can tell you exactly what's wrong with you. Finally. (laughs) And I just start crying. She doesn't even tell me yet. And she says, you have Hashimoto's. Your antibody levels are through the roof. And I was like, what does that mean? So she had done the lab work. Yes, she had done all of this before I even met her. Oh. She did all of this lab work. Yes. She said, this is our gate plan. She started me on a natural thyroid replacement. Was teaching me ways how to get the inflammation down. I go home and I just fall into the research of it because that's how I'm wired. These type A personalities. And I became very overwhelmed with all of the information. Yeah. Because there's, oh, I have my opinion. Oh, I have my opinion. And yeah. There's a lot of information. Yeah, you can kind of get lost in all of that. Yeah. I started kind of making a game plan of what can I do right now? And I actually stumbled across your website in all of my research. And I was like reading everybody's little stories and all these women who sounded so much like what I was going through. And honey, I want to try this. Can this be my birthday present? So I got started with you and oh man, my life. As soon as the meds like kicked in in conjunction with working out, it just yeah. went from horrible to night and day. It was amazing. Amazing. Do you remember when you sat down with her, what your thyroid antibodies were at when she's telling you, oh my God, your thyroid antibodies are like off the charts. I don't. I remember it was like in the 20 or 30 thousands, I want to mm. say. Yeah. I don't know. It just had the greater symbol. And then it was like greater than, I want to say 30,000. I feel like we were living like parallel lives because this is very similar to my story where as a new mom, you just don't know like what is quote unquote normal. Yes. Your body doesn't feel like your body. Your brain doesn't feel like your brain. Your body doesn't look like your body because you just pushed out like a watermelon. And yeah, all these things that are we supposed to accept this as normal Or is this just temporary or is this going to be a forever thing? Not connecting with your baby, feeling depressed, feeling it doesn't matter. You don't care. Yeah. I wonder, do you think that maybe there were symptoms prior that maybe you just had it identified as maybe relating to Hashimoto's? For example, sometimes gallbladder, like women with thyroid dysfunction have gallbladder issues. I mean, I have gallbladder issues too. I wonder if there was anything that maybe earlier might have triggered like, oh, maybe that was beginnings of Hashimoto's. I've always had a really sensitive digestive system. Mm. 
you know, on a dress and normal day-to-day like food sensitivities. There are just certain things that'll just, I've dealt with that most of my life. And then the gallbladder issue started. But prior to that, normal bland food was getting hard to eat. Like there are some times when I would just drink water and it, it felt like it was just going through me. I had a lot of that. And then of course I went through nursing school, which you've done anything in the medical field is can be very overwhelming and very stressful. I was going through school during swine flu. Oof. Yes. So they, of course, they're like, oh, look, all these nursing students, they're just going to volunteer and do whatever we want. So we were voluntold. I gave thousands of vaccines that year. So they had us up all of the time doing that and going through what I would consider a pandemic then, very stressful stuff. I think all of that combined over the years, I'm pretty sure I have had a thyroid issue this entire time. I just having being pregnant really set me off and spiraled it enough that I was able to bring it to the present. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. I think a lot of women don't know that pregnancy is a stressor on the body. Huge. Huge. I think pregnancy is often glamorized, for lack of a better word. Like I remember a friend, she was having her first baby. She's pregnant with her first and I was pregnant with my second. She goes, I'm just going to have the most beautiful home birth. And I was like, there is nothing beautiful about birth. It is like ugly and (laughs) messy and you're sweating and like all the things. But I think you're pushing things out of hearts. You didn't know that could push things out of hearts. Yeah. So, you know, there's like this primal aspect and I, in that moment, was like, oh, my gosh, she doesn't know. <laughs> Did you continue working with that hormone? Yes. Oh, good. My doctor or my nurse practitioner, I think very highly of her. Anytime I have a question, I can just message her, call her up, and she is. If there's anything, I do some research and I find something new. I'm like, can you try this? And she's like, oh, yeah, what would you like to try? Well, let me look at it first, and we'll sit down and talk about it, and, and away we go. Yeah, so it sounds like she's open. Oh, very. That's the more holistic side of things, which I really like. I didn't want to just throw the medication band-aid on it and be done with it. Yeah. This year was, I'm focusing on the root cause. Ooh. And oh man, that's been quite an adventure. During the beginning of the year, I did Allison Mars's food gut health session. Yeah. 11 weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. too. And I found a few issues. Leaky gut syndrome. She gives great examples of how to fix that. She goes through diet plan with you. So, I mean, anybody who's listening, I highly recommend if you are in that part of your journey, she is a great resource to start with. And I did recently did a urine test and found high levels of arsenic. So I'm currently focusing from arsenic. For the listeners, arsenic it passes through the body quickly. It's found often in rice and chicken. Sometimes if we've eaten rice and chicken within like three days before the test, it will show up on the test as like a false strong positive, but it passes through the body quickly. That's good. <laughs> Some of the other metals were almost high, not quite theirs. Like, well, I'm going to do this metal detox, take another since you thought she goes yeah. from here. Do you eat a lot of fish or sushi? I do. 
Well, I wouldn't say a lot. I live in New Mexico, so we have great access to sushi out here. I do eat a lot of rice. And I didn't really think about washing it all the time. I thought it's just something. Look at me in the middle. Don't know that you should wash your rice. Wash your rice. Yeah. <laughs> more than you think. <laughs> like if you think like rinse it once, rinse it a couple more times. <laughs> yes. Rinse until it's not cloudy. Like what was your working out looking like before finding thyroid strong? Even before getting pregnant. Before getting pregnant, I like the outdoors. So I love working out in my garden. I like bike riding horseback riding, very outdoorsy person. So I would say that cardio is probably my favorite by default. I didn't know anything else. A girl walks into a gym and I know that we shouldn't stereotype, but it's hard. Guys are intimidating. They're over there doing their man things, sweating and working. I'm still intimidated. <laughs> On the treadmill, right? And I would use medicine balls and that sort of thing, but I never weightlifted. And it was something that I was always very interested in, mm. but I just could never get over myself enough to try it, mainly cardio. And when I saw your weightlifting program, I was like, this is something I've always wanted to do. And it's a girl teaching me how to do it. And not all, or a woman, I should say, a woman teaching me how to do it, who also has the same diagnosis as I. This is meant to be. Love it. Did you know what a kettlebell was? Because thyroid strung is, you could use a dumbbell, but at a certain point, you kind of need a kettlebell. And I think yes. weights can be intimidating. Like you mentioned, the gym can be intimidating. And kettlebells can be intimidating, right? Because it's like this big black ball on a handle. What do I do with that thing? Were you intimidated at all? I certainly was. I've seen the kettlebell before and I'd watched some people do exercises and I'm like, wow, I'm probably never. And then here I am, fast forward however many years, like I'm staring at this kettlebell. I'm like, okay, please don't break my foot or my feet. Those are my two goals for this entire workout. And your videos are just so descriptive and so easy to follow. Falling into the motion of using the kettlebell was just simple. And I never have thought that. I thought that I was probably going to have to find someone to do like a live session with because I thought for sure I'm going to break something. And it ended up being very smooth and easy. And I was so happy. <laughs> so impressed. Amazing. So yes. Thyroid Strong, if the listeners don't know, it's a six-week program. There's three workouts a week, strength-based there's some rehab videos if people need them. What was maybe a couple of the biggest transformations that you noticed in yourself or changes that you noticed in yourself going through the program? Probably breathing would be a good one. The down and wide breathing. That's an amazing game changer, not only for working out, but for everyday life too. You don't realize like when you bend over to lift up your toddler or your bag of groceries, how wrong you're doing it. So you do some of these workout videos. And so you associate it to everyday life again. And so I was able to pick up my child with ease. And I started with a set of 10 pound kettlebells. And before I know it, I was just, those things are flying above my head. And I'm thinking, wow, I think that I've moved up. And so I got a 35 pound bell. And man, my first swing, I was like, whoa, that's a lot heavier but I can do it. This is amazing. And I saw like the inches around my waist go away. I started to get some like definition in my arms. I was so excited. <laughs> amazing. I think one of the biggest struggles with any exercise routine and under any workout program is staying consistent, right? 
because it's hard. Life happens. I have two kids. You have kids. And it's, so how do you find time in your day? Because I think that's the biggest thing is the consistency piece. Like, how do you build it into your life? You work, you're yep. a mom, all the things. I work 24 hours at a time. So I'm away from my house. Yeah. <laughs> Two to three times a week for 24 hours. I have a few of the videos that only require one kettlebell. I keep those workouts for work because I stay in a little tiny room in a single wide trailer. So we've got a bed and I can do good with one bell. Getting into the routine, that's always, that's the first and hardest step. If you're a list person, you know, make it your second thing on your list after rushing your gym. You just have to dive in and do it. Were there days when I looked at that kettlebell and I'm like, (laughs) no. The whole time, even after I started the video, I'm like, Emily, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but I did it. And, you know, sure enough, 15 minutes into it, I'm like, hey, this feels amazing. Yes, I need to do this. So you just have to, you have to set aside your 30 minutes. And I know that can be hard for some people. I found it hard at first. But when you finally commit to it and you start to feel better, Finding that 30 minutes is a lot easier. Yeah. So you do 24 hours work shift and you have a kettlebell at work and you find some time. I try to. I don't always get to it at work because we're out for and we're we're doing stuff, but the weather's bad and I'm able to stay in the house. That's amazing. I know very few people that if you told them, go work out, do like 10 minutes. If you don't feel like it. Just do 10 minutes and see how you feel after that 10 minutes. And if you still don't want to do it, then don't do it. Today's not the day. And I would say like 95 to 99% of people after 10 minutes are like, all right, okay, I feel better. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Have you noticed any lab work change in terms of like thyroid antibodies? So we haven't done antibodies in a while. And I'm interested to reevaluate that. But my thyroid levels in general went up, which night and day for me, I went from lethargic, trying to pin myself off the couch to actually being able to function on a normal daily basis. We did have to do some B12 shots. I do those weekly and I started eating better. So on lab work, vitamins looked a lot better. Thyroid looks much better and some progesterone is still kind of low but i don't like taking progesterone because it makes me feel like a benadryl hangover in the morning Mm, interesting so i haven't quite figured that one out Mm. but for the most part all of my labs have increased even testosterone which ladies you need testosterone despite what everybody says was very low to begin with and now it's boosted up i get very weepy on progesterone (laughs) Which is like, and I don't, I only take it, was experimenting with it for a certain part of my cycle and very low dose, but I'm, I'm sensitive. And so I used to get really weepy. I was like, what's going on? I would just get so tired that I just, if I took that pill at eight o'clock by eight 30, I was gone and solid until the morning, which don't get me wrong. That's nice. But I, I also have a child and as a mother. Yes, they want you to get seven to eight hours of sleep. However, when you have a child, know that you're always listening. There's never a time when you just get to die because husband's yeah. ears don't work as well as mom ears. You just I know. What's up with the mama bear? The mama bear ears. I oh, it's like know. three o'clock, two-year-old's crying. I'm like, bing. Yep. <laughs> Husband's out like a rock. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, what are you doing over there? Get your child. <laughs> 
So funny. I'm curious because there are some shift workers who are interested in thyroid strong or have been in thyroid strong. How is your circadian rhythm? How do you manage doing 24 hour shift a couple of times a week? It is hard. I would probably say that my circadian rhythm isn't in the best place that it can be, for sure. What we try to do are based lately. So we kind of fluctuate, but lately we've been flying a lot most of the night. So pretty much as soon as we get to work, we get all of the daily checks done, make sure the helicopter is good to go, any briefing done. And then we go ahead and take a morning nap just to kind of try to offset if we are up all night. But it just happens. And I think, I mean, I've been in the medical field. I've, I've been in EMS for over 12 years now. And so it's kind of just become a lifestyle for me. And I'm sure someday when I transition out of it and I'm actually sleeping every night, it is going to be probably a huge change. The field is definitely not meant for everyone. If you find yourself unable to cope with not sleeping, which I've known a lot of people can't, this is definitely not a profession for you. But napping when you can is always is always a good idea. I value naps very much so more than I did as a child. <laughs> so we're going to do five rapid fire questions. Okay. You're just going to say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, gosh. Now that I have a very no pressure. More, <laughs> dark sense of humor. Right? What is your favorite thing about Thyroid Strong, the program? The workouts and one-on-one. I feel like it's just me and you in the room. It is obviously, but I feel like you care about me and nobody else. And I love that. I love that. What is your least favorite thing about Thyroid Strong? Pushing play. <laughs> like some days I just walk in there and I'm like, oh, God, this is the hardest part is pushing the play button today. Do you have a favorite strength move? I do. I love doing Turkish get ups are actually pretty fun, shockingly. I like, oh man, you go from a squat, you cling it, and then you press. I, I like pressing. Yeah. I feel so strong whenever I lift 35 or 75 pounds above my, or 70 pounds above my head. Yes, killing it today. Beast mode. Love it. What is the biggest shift that you've noticed from thyroid strong that's not physical? Could be emotional, mental. Biggest shift is just mentally preparing myself for eating right during the day, making time for my workouts, really committing to it all week long instead of, I do it three times a week, but sometimes I try to throw an extra one in there just to be a little bit better, but just preparing yourself in general. You know, people don't realize that if you don't mentally prepare yourself for the day, it's utter chaos. And we all have those days. I have a bunch because I'm a mom and I work a bunch and I feel like I'm scatterbrained all the time. So just mentally preparing helps me so much. Do you have a favorite protein-based food? <laughs> I do love all of the fish and dark meat chicken. Any message you would want to send the Hashimoto women out there, all 20 million of them who've been diagnosed? Like any message, right? Because when we are in our darkest depths of our diagnosis, like you mentioned, it can be really overwhelming. There's a lot of information out there. But I feel like you and I have gotten to the other side. And our diagnosis is very much a journey. Like we think it's going to be linear. Like we're going to get better and that's it. But it's like up, down, up, down, up, down. Is there any message, like any message for what you would tell yourself when you were first diagnosed? So it would probably to get out of my own head. Mm. I thought this diagnosis was life-changing detrimentally. Like I thought, how am I ever going to be 
a quote unquote normal person. And I just kind of started letting my diagnosis define me and don't let it do that. Once I did some research, I found this community of women who know exactly what I'm going through and have all the feelings. I didn't feel so alone. Once a woman is diagnosed with this, they feel alone. And if you have a spouse or a family member, they don't understand. They look at you and they're like, oh, but you look fine. Okay, well, thanks. But I'm not. Don't let your diagnosis define you. There are people out there who know exactly what you're going through. And when you join that community, there is just this super sense of family and love. It's just almost overwhelming at times. And it's great because you're not alone. Amazing. Danny, thank you for sharing your story and your journey. You are such a badass. <laughs> Gosh, it's been amazing. Yeah, but you were a badass before. Like, I mean, your profession alone, like doing what you do is just so tremendous. Thank you so much for your time and your presence and sharing your story on Thyroid Strong. No problem. If you enjoyed this episode or even learned just one new piece of information to help you on your Hashimoto's journey, would you do me a huge favor? Rate and review Thyroid Strong Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you used to listen in to this podcast and share what you liked. Maybe you learned something new. And if you didn't like it, well, shoot me a DM on Instagram, Dr. Emily Kybird. I read and respond to every single DM. I truly believe all feedback is good feedback, even the ugly comments. If you're interested in joining the Thyroid Strong course, a home workout program using kettlebells and weights, where I teach you how to work out without the burnout, go to dremilykybird.com forward slash TS waitlist. You'll get all the most up-to-date information on when the course launches and goes live, special deals and early access bonuses for myself and my functional medicine doctor friends. Again, dremilykyber.com forward slash TS waitlist. I hope to see you on the inside, ladies. <laughs>